You know, you're getting old when you leave the bar because you're like, I want to go record my podcast. Um, So yeah, I was out for Sunday fun day and I was having some fun with my friends and I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, the time just changed. So we lost an hour, I think. I mean, it just feels later. So I don't know what gaining or losing really means. I mean, I do, but I try not to think about it too much. It's just an hour later than it normally is. And so I was like, I'm going to go home and have a glass of wine and record a podcast. So if you are new here, welcome in. Uh, my name is Jake. I will be your host. I have been entering these podcast episodes almost like a journal entry and this podcast is all about self-love self-acceptance self-forgiveness sass and a whole lot of ass but not really because it's a podcast and you can't really see it unless you're on spotify and then you can see this recording live um but most of you are probably just listening into your cars. Also, I apologize for the popping noising on the microphone. I just ordered a new filter, a pop screen. I didn't like the big one because then you couldn't see my face. And for video content, it was just like in the way. So hopefully the next episode will not have this, you know, sound. So stick with me. I'm still new here. Uh, but also I got a hair splinter. So if any of you boys, I guess girls too, I don't, I don't want to discriminate, but specifically guys with beards or facial hair, I have a pretty full facial hair situation going on. Uh, and if I scratch my face right after I shave, or if I like do any like trimming, I can sometimes get splinters with my my hair follicles so like the hair from my beard will splinter my finger and currently that's what I have going on right now so um I tried to get some tweezers and and pluck it out but it's 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 in there for a little bit so wish me luck on that uh yeah um today I wanted to talk about my experience with Disney because I think a lot of you have questioned or comments or questioned a lot of you have questioned a lot of you have messaged me privately on social media whether it's my personal or this this instagram account which is ily say it back dot the podcast on instagram um wondering about my career with disney and i thought you know i made an episode about ranch hands so why not talk about disney um i have my wine here so if you're drinking relaxing, or if you're, you know, having a cup of coffee, starting your day off, or if you're just, you know, sitting in your own little car, cheers to you. Okay. Um, so as I have briefly talked about before, I worked slash work for Disney. Um, I'm going to be trying to uh, try to be a little bit careful on what I say since I'm still, still currently a cast member, but, um, I graduated in 2016 with a musical theater degree. I went to school to do theater and to perform my whole life because that is the only thing that I found passion in, that I knew I was good at, that I knew I could make money at. 
So I went to school at Ball State University, graduated with a BFA in musical theater in 2016. Uh, my senior year, I worked in Tampa, the Tampa area. I did. I got cast in a show, a little show, some of you might know, called West Side Story. So I was actually still in school when that happened. So um, I kind of like was the bad kid and I went against what my school was telling me to do and I was like, I'm going to fucking work. So suck it. They didn't cast me in uh, my senior showcases. So I said, fuck you. (laughs) And I went and I worked and I made money and it was the best decision of my life. If you are in school currently and there's administration that tells you something to do when you have an opportunity to professionally make money or you know, extend yourself in a professional way, fucking do it. Like, don't listen to these people that work at school because it's what what got me more work in, in the long run, my degree that's a piece of paper that I've actually never seen or, you know, taking the opportunity to work professionally. Anyway, I uh, went down and I did this gig for a few months and I was with a cast member who, literally a cast member of West Side Story, not, so Disney likes to call their employees cast members, just like, you know, other companies call them team members or employees or crew or whatever, whatever their term is, but a cast member for Disney is an employee of Disney, but also when you're in theater, they call, you know, you call your coworkers castmates because that's you're in a cast together. So cast member meaning in the show in Tampa. Um, his family is very, very uh, integrated with Disney, works for Disney, works for the parks. And so on our days off, we would we'd travel to Orlando because it's only, you know, a couple hours, an hour and a half, two hours away. And went to the parks, started seeing the show, started like falling in love with like the entertainment. I also met a boy. So when I went back to school after the show was over in Indiana, I graduated and I was like, you know what? I don't want to move to New York right away. I don't want to spend all that money on rent that I didn't have and move to Florida. Well, I essentially moved to Florida for this boy, even though in my heart of hearts told myself I wasn't doing that. I did and it was fine. And I, I love this person and I still talk to this person, but, um, I started auditioning for the parks. So if you are unfamiliar with the area, so Orlando is in central Florida. It is in the middle of the state. And Orlando is home to Universal Studios. It is home to SeaWorld. And is also home to Disney World. And uh, they're all, a lot of people work at all of them. A lot of people work at one of them or two of them or all three of them. Uh, but I started working regionally in the theater world in Orlando, which is also very prominent and, uh, kept auditioning for the parks. I started at, where did I start? I started at SeaWorld. So I had gone into this audition, um, for, I don't even know what it was for. Oh, it was for a, a spring concert series. Uh, they wanted line dancers. And like country line dancers. And this was where I became Cowboy Jake. Essentially, this was the the um, conception of me doing southern country 
cowboy work. And so I was cast in this production every Saturday, Sunday, I think it was. And set, set times changed, uh, but it was essentially just line dancing and we did choreograph numbers. And I went into this audition and I was like, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this at all. Uh, the dancing was very much out of my league at the, at the time of me, you know, pursuing this. And I made it all the way to the end. And I was like, with all of these dancers, and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) I'm not good. Like, I'm like, my biscuits are like, (laughs) not, it's not, it's not, this is for fun, essentially. But sure enough, I got the, I got the gig and I booked it. And so I started working there. Well, that led to another show happening. Uh, wait, did I do that first? No, I think I actually started. No, 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 no. Rewind all of that. Actually, I started at Universal Studios first. So I had been traveling all over the country doing different gigs here and there, different, you know, time stints. And I remember I was in North Dakota doing a show. So I had booked that show when I was in Tampa actually. So I had made my way back to school, came back, and then I went back to, um, I went to North Dakota after I had booked this thing in the in-between time. So there was like a, a stint of time that I went back to Florida in between West Side Story and then me going to North Dakota. So now I'm going to North Dakota. I'm doing this show all summer long, which is a cowboy show, which is the inception of Cowboy Jake. So sorry, I, I'm, I'm totally blocked that out of my memory, but that is that is actually where I started. And I had missed all of the auditions for Christmas season because I was there all summer. But I had messaged the casting director at Universal Studios and I said, hey, you know, I am um, a singer, dancer, actor in Orlando area. Currently I'm working. I can't make the auditions, but here's my headshot resume and my reel. If anything were to open up, please let me know. And I would love to come in or send any, you know, information in. Dakota's eating her food right now, so if you hear jumping in the back, that's what's happening. So I started um, in North Dakota, and I was auditioning, and I was sending in, like, just everything that I could possibly do, because if you're a performer, if you're an actor, you know that, like, even if you're employed, you're looking for the next thing. So I sent this message saying, like, hey, I'm available during Christmas if you need a performer. Well, I came home from the contract in, like, September in North Dakota. And I had booked another show at the same theater in Tampa that I was going to start working at. The day before rehearsals were supposed to start, I kid you not, I broke my hand. I was at the gym and I was doing a box jump and I punched the box and I broke my fourth metacarpal, so my ring finger, in my left hand. And the show that I was supposed to do was very dance heavy, very lift heavy. So I was supposed to be lifting a lot of my, my dance partner, my girls. And I couldn't do it because I couldn't lift anything. I had to go through like physical therapy and all this stuff. So I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Miraculously, I was going through physical therapy and working like a side job that I could still do online. And I get a text message or no, not a text message. I get an email from Universal Studios at like six in the morning. And I was up teaching, I was doing an online teaching gig. 
um, at seven and I luckily saw the message and they're like, Hey Jake, we got your message. Um, mind you, this is like months later. They're like, can you come in today at 3 PM for a dance call? And I was like, um, sure. So I went in, I booked that gig. It was for a parade. They had someone drop out and it was just me and the choreographer and they booked me. So I, I was, it was for their Christmas parade. So if you're looking up on YouTube, not that any of you are, but if you were curious, it was Macy's Thanksgiving day parade at universal studios, Orlando, Florida for their Christmas parade. The very first one. So I opened this parade. So I, I did that. And then that led to SeaWorld because I knew a lot of the people that were currently working with me at Universal were auditioning for this thing at SeaWorld. So I start, I went to that audition and, and then I booked that one. So that took me through spring. And then through that gig, there was another summer gig through SeaWorld that I had auditioned for and I had got to. But in the midst of all of that, I started to audition for Disney. So I had gone in for Disney for all of the shows multiple times, seen the casting directors over and over and over and over and made callbacks back and back and like all the way down to the final rounds so many times. I have a binder and it has every single sticker of my number that they give me and it's like covering my entire binder. And I went into this audition and it was for a hoop-de-doo review and I booked it. But this was like probably my hundredth and some audition for Disney. And the show is an all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink dinner show. It is the oldest show on property. It is also one of the oldest, if not the oldest, longest-running show in American musical theater history. And a lot of people don't even know about it. It is at Fort Wilderness Campground. And that is like right behind Magic Kingdom if you are a Disney fan and you've been to Disney. And it they do three shows a night. And I had booked the lead role. Or I guess there's not really lead roles. There's six characters total. Three guys, two girls. Three guys, three girls. And there's six characters total. So three guys, three girls. But I'm the one, my character Jim is the one that like kind of moves things along and is like kind of the host of the show. So I booked that and I was just contracted for um, a CT role, which is a a contracted sub role. So they have two full-time cast and then they have sub roles that know each role that can come in if someone is sick, if they take vacation time. And that was what I was hired as. So I trained in, I learned all of that while I was working at SeaWorld and SeaWorld is coming to an end at like August, September-ish at the end of the summer. And I get a call from casting saying, hey, there is a contracted role at Hoopty Doo for your role. Would you like it? It was 40 hours a week, full-time benefits. And of course I said yes. And I fell in love with this show. I was there four days a week, three shows a night, so 12 shows a week. And I it was my first like real-time, full-time um, gig. And, uh, I was, it was before I was 26 years old, but the benefit package that they offered me was better. So I like got my own insurance before I got kicked off my parents. And it was truly a magical, magical opportunity that I took advantage of. So that was in 2018. So I was 25 years old when I started 24 years old when I started and I turned 25 when that contract happened. And then I did that for two full years. 
two and a half years, and then the pandemic happened, and I lost my job. And at that point, I had already done it for two and a half years, and I was kind of ready for a change. I was ready to kind of expand. I had auditioned for a bunch of cruise lines and potentially had a cruise line offer waiting for me in the summer, and I was ready to. So they do contract talks. So you're contracted for this role for a year, essentially, and you get full-time benefits. You get, you know, it's like a job it's a gig wrapped up to look like a job is what our stage manager used to tell us. Um, so that you could walk into the office on your contract talk day and they could be like, we're not going to renew you. And then you'd be out of work. But as long as you maintain that contract and as long as they renewed you, or if you wanted to continue with that contract, you were able to, you know, keep your job and your benefits and X, Y, and Z. Well, contract talks were coming up and I was like, I think I'm going to like go on a cruise ship, save some money and then move to New York finally. And that was the, you know, January, February time of 2020. And when contract talks were coming around is when everything shut down for the pandemic. So I went from March to October just on furlough and unemployment and then they sent us a email saying dear valued cast member we are sorry but we're cutting you and we're firing you essentially so that happened and my best friend at the time had a job opportunity in austin texas and i said you know what fuck it i have nothing right now to do my industry is, no matter if it's at Disney or any other performance position, I have no no opportunities anywhere. So I moved to Austin, Texas with my friend and started working retail. Um, and two years later, they call us back and they're like, your show's coming back and uh, we'd like to have you come back. So we have to fly you out. Well, they weren't going <laughs> to. Disney wasn't going to fly me out. They said, you need to come out and meet us so that you can, you can secure your spot essentially. So I come out and I audition quote unquote audition or like just kind of like a status check. Can you still sing the song? Are you still interested? Kind of thing. So I fly out there and they're like, okay, we'll let you know in a couple days, like what's happening. Um, six months go by and I didn't hear anything. So I had booked the same show in North Dakota that I did three years prior again. So I was just like playing this gambling game, game of like, oh, like hopefully this will work out. So I, I went to North Dakota and I had not heard anything back from Disney all summer. Come October, there is like still no, no sign of us coming back until the following year, which was like a few months, few months later, you know. Uh, the following like actual year, not like a year later, uh, they call us and they're like, you know what? Disney's coming back. Your show's finally coming back. Here's the start date and here's when rehearsals are going to happen. And at that point I had already booked ranch hands. So I was like, I'm going to do both. Like they had cut my hours by 10 hours. So it was a four day contract and they were going down to five full days. So they were going to make me three days and have another person be two days. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make both work. And so I did it. And I did that from May until September of 2022. And I was flying back and forth every single week, like I had said in a prior episode. And I was just tired. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't sustain this. And I really only came back to say goodbye and to have that closure of, you know, I, I, 
I was fired from this position, not by choice or by, you know, will. And here's my time to come back and like have that closure. So I had my last show and I did it and I was like, okay, this was really great. I started doing ranch hands on the weekends full time and I started personal training on the full time. And I actually just got back this week from flying back to Orlando and doing the show again after six months. So I'm now a, a sub. So I was contracted in that role and I gave up my contract to be a sub. So once again, if they need someone, if someone calls out, if someone's sick, if they take vacation time, I told them I would love to stay on the on the list of subs that they can call. If I can make it work, I will make it work. If I have enough time to book a flight that isn't outrageously expensive, I will do it and I'll come back. And so they had three shifts open this past week and I flew out there and I did them. I did nine shows and then I got on a plane and I flew back to Austin and I did ranch hands without like sleeping. So I did 10 shows in the past four and a half days and I'm exhausted, but I'm so happy because I came back and I was like, this, this show means so much to me. And as long as I can keep doing that, as long as I can find the energy and the the willpower to fly out there if they'll have me even I just realized that I am very lucky that I have that opportunity so if you're in the Orlando area go ahead check out hoop de it's a separate ticketed event so you don't need a park ticket to see the show it's at Fort Wilderness Campground uh, it's at Pioneer Hall it's three shows a night they're open five days a week right now but if you're listening to this later on. They might be back at seven days. I don't know. They haven't come back from seven days since they reopened in the pandemic. But it's a country western show. Uh, it's really, it's just, it's improv based. It's crowd interaction. And it means so much to me. People always ask me, are you a Disney prince? And I'm like, no, I'm not a Disney prince. I'm better. I'm Jim Handy in the Hoop Dee Doo Review. And that is something that I'm so proud of. It, they will be celebrating their 50th anniversary next year. And it is a legacy that is just so incredible. I got to perform for the Kardashians. I've performed for George Lucas. Like, all of these celebrities have come see the show. Uh, Prince William, uh, the future king of England, saw the show back way before I was born. Like, 1990, I think, with Princess Diana came to the show. Uh, so the history of the show is incredible and it's just something I'm very proud of and I'm very lucky and I'm very humbled that I had had the experience of working there full time for two and a half years and now getting the opportunity to come back. It is just, it is something that is probably going to go down in my life as one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. I'm so proud of it and it has truly made me who I am. So for those of you who have wondered about my Disney story, that is kind of like a brief synopsis of uh, all of it from start to finish. If you're in the area, please check it out. If you have questions about it, there is a link in my personal bio at Jake Rora where you can find tickets. Um, but yeah, it is an amazing show and I'm just very happy that I get to be a part of it. Um, with that, there's nothing else that I need to say about that. I'm going to get off here before Dakota 
takes up all of the audio on here. But um, yeah, there is nothing to prove. There's only something to share. And I will I will check you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me. Uh, go follow me on Instagram, I-L-Y, say it back, dot the podcast. And also hit follow on whether you're on Apple Podcast or so Dakota, stop eating or Spotify. Um, but I will see you. And by see you, I mean I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a good day or night or whatever. Bye.